0: What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart. It is finally time. The Mandalorian has dropped. And the, the internet's going crazy. Uh, all the Star Wars fans are going crazy. All the non-Star Wars fans are going crazy. Um, I mean, it's, it's just it's a very, very special time uh, for everybody... Uh, Disney Plus has dropped, so people were everyone's uh, buzz about that. Everyone's talking oh, yeah. about it. So it's just very, very big stuff ha- is happening. Uh, but Kendall, what is up? Uh, what is going on? Yeah, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, big week for
1: uh, for Star Wars, um, big week for Disney, big week for, I would say, the globe <laughs> with the <laughs> yeah, honestly. You know, especially at least North America cause it, it's not well, it's, yeah, yeah. But Big Weeks in North America, because Disney Plus has been released, um, you know, it's really, I mean, it's an incredible, you know, it's it's an incredible amount of content that they have on there, um, because what's interesting about Disney Plus is that they have so much content that I haven't seen in such a long time, you know, like, you'll find, like, Netflix has a lot of stuff that, like, and because it's all kind of in this is they have different stuff but it's all kind of in the same genre you know like i would say the same genre but the same demographic like it's they just have so much stuff that i want to watch like netflix is so has it's so versatile and has such a variety of things that you know you find yourself kind of getting lost you see like stuff that you're like i don't you know bollywood films like you know this has nothing to do with me um, yep. and you can always find something for everybody, which is Disney Plus may not have that, but, um, for me personally, I've, i I mean, have so much content that I haven't seen in such a long time that I, I am familiar with, or I haven't seen maybe some shows and movies I haven't seen, it's incredible, but from a Star Wars perspective, the one negative I would have is that, um, you know, I, I wish that they would have had the original Clone Wars series, you know? The one before the Cartoon Network version, or not the Cartoon version, but the one before the before the uh, Filoni uh... yeah, the Filoni CG three three yeah. D uh, Clone Wars. We had the two D version. Um, I would like to to rewatch that, even though I don't believe it's canon. Um, but besides that, you know, some people were complaining about you know the original trilogy, and you know they made some more edits and things of that nature. Me personally, I I I've never been the one to care about that kind of stuff, you know. Right. They want to put, you know, Hayden Christensen in, you know, <laughs> as a forced ghost. That doesn't bother me, you right. know. Uh, but some people lose their minds over that kind of stuff. And what people don't understand is that George Lucas was, uh, they're blaming Disney. But George Lucas, according to Pablo Hidalgo, was the one that he, he made these changes years ago. And they just never got released, so. Um, interesting that Disney decided to release him. I, I don't get why Disney doesn't have
0: multiple versions on the app. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Hidalgo's throwing George Lucas under the bus like that. Yeah, know? but I, I mean, I don't think he's. But look, I, I think that's I mean, neither here nor there. I guess. Yeah, I, think,
1: <laughs> I think he's protecting his own skin. And skin <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I guess he's throwing Lucas under the bus. You know, I mean, I think it's more. Like, <laughs> he's just deflecting the the, the blame. It's like you mad? Don't get. Don't be mad at, at us mad at george which people are already mad at george so like i don't think that that's they
0: were mad at george when they changed the other version so yeah and it's, it's, it's also funny because of a topic we're going to talk about later on the show involving george lucas and the rise of skywalker yeah. so it's Makes funny wonder, fun- uh, the validity yeah. of that <laughs> <laughs> it very much does and that's very much a rumor but we're going to talk about that <laughs> uh soon enough as well um but I do want to first talk about just the the just the general reception and the blowback regarding the Mandalorian and the effect that that's had. I mean, of all this stuff on Disney Plus right now, I think that's the thing that most people are talking about, which makes sense, kinda. Um, though I, I you know I may be in a Star Wars bubble. I, I, that granted, but just in general. You know, uh, I see people talking about things, even if it's not the show itself, it's things relating to the show that they heard about or saw that they're like, oh, wow. You know, so I think there's a lot of buzz around it. And, um, you know, this is their their I think that I personally think their most uh, marketed Disney plus show because and which makes sense because it's their their uh, uh, I think it's I think it's pretty clear it's their biggest budgeted show. That they're that's a Disney Plus original at launch that they're releasing. So it's their most heavily marketed show. Uh, so most people are watching it and talking about it. And, I, you know, based on everything that I've seen and heard so far, it's been a massive success. Just from the reception, the reviews, just from just word of mouth people talking about the show. I haven't heard one bad thing about the show so far. So
1: Disney was very smart to release this. Mm-hmm. As essentially the flagship series for yeah I agree Disney Plus because they could have they could have like released Mandalorian and Falcon and Winter Soldier and this that and the other thing at launch but like now it gets kind of lost in the show but you sort of you don't force people to watch Mandalorian because they can watch whatever they want and there's plenty to watch on Disney Plus but. If people, like, if people really want their money's worth and want to see, oh, well, this is the show they're hyping up, might as well put it on. You may have people that aren't even Star Wars fans. I, I can guarantee you that there are people that aren't Star Wars fans that have watched The Mandalorian at this point. And would they have watched it if they had three, four other original options? And, you know, obviously there's, you know, The Lady and the Tramp and, you know, High School Musical, and they have other original series. But yeah. in terms of, like, the high-budget, you know, big-move... For Disney+, Plus, it's The Mandalorian right now. And there's going to be more shows like The Mandalorian, but they waited. You know, they're releasing them one at a time, I think, so that you kind of... Instead of Netflix, where it's like, we're going to release, like, seven original series at the same time, or in the same
0: week, or in the same month, and then they get lost in the shuffle. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Netflix is kind of... um, I think it's a mistake on Netflix's part, because... I'm trying to get, and it's not even like you know. I'm just throwing Netflix to the wayside. I'm trying to get into more stuff with Netflix. I'm trying to watch more stuff. I'm trying to catch up in shows, but they just pumping out and these show and these series is even the series they have pumping out season after season after season so fast. You know, and I know people binge shows. I know that's a thing people do. So they that season comes out and someone finished it in a day. I, I I've never been like I don't know how people do that. But but people are like, oh, I finished it. You know, the series released at midnight or 3 a.m. or 6 a.m. and they finished it that day or finished it that night. And it's like – and then, it's, you know, just another, I don't know if they put pressure on their people to go, come on, we need another season, fast, fast, fast. So they pump out another show. I'm glad, honestly, that Disney Plus right so far um, is not adopting that same thing of just releasing tons and tons of new content with all these seasons – that are just coming out and you just there's just no way if you're a working person and you're busy and you you're doing things with your life and you don't have time to binge show there's no way you're gonna be able to catch up you know so it's I'm glad very much glad that Disney uh, that Disney Plus is not uh, doing that so far um, but Kendall can you tell us about because you told me about this as well that Alan Horn is uh, stating that the Mandalorian may be a uh, turned into a movie or is he not saying that because the specific quote I believe is something different yeah
1: so you know there's a lot of talk right now about a uh, a Mandalorian feature film you know and you're probably wondering where is that coming from well Alan Horn uh, I guess you know the, the I think this may have been at the premiere um which I believe was yesterday um, but he he had some comments where he was asked about the Mandalorian and um you know sorry he been renewed for season two but he was asked about the potential of uh it being a movie and he said the Mandalorian is already proving to be a big thing so if that's if that series proves to be so compelling that we reverse engineer it into a theatrical release a two-hour film or whatever okay that's all he had to say but Obviously, this has excited a lot of people about the possibility of a Mandalorian movie. Um, we will be doing a review of The Mandalorian each episode um, later in this in the show. Yes. You know, probably around the end. Right. Um, but in terms of non-spoilers, uh, this, is, this is very interesting. You know, how do you interpret this? Because I interpret this as, you know, it can be interpreted in two different ways, more or less. Either they're reverse engineering it in the sense that they're going to take the series that we already have that's going to be released, however many eight episodes it is, and they're going to condense it into a two-hour theatrical release. Um, Or it could be that they're going to make a story based around the—or movie based around the story that we've already presented— in the Mandalorian and make extra content an extra two hours of this character of this story. I think it's the, I think it's the, the first one. I think it's the former. I think that they're going to take what we've already seen in Disney plus and make it into a movie. Uh, it's the if they even do that at all,
0: but I think that's what he's talking about. I don't even know really how you do that. I mean, uh, I mean, unless you just cut out a bunch of stuff cause they, they're going to have much more than two hours of footage. So they would just have to cut out a lot of stuff. Um, so I, honestly, it, you just want oh, what do you think he means by this? I have no idea what he means by this. It, it sounds like I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. And he's like cut it into two hours. I'm like, but it's like eight eight plus hours of or well, not it's not necessarily eight hours. It's not eight eight. It's not each episode isn't an hour long. Right. Um, but it's you know at least like six hours of footage. And so you're gonna be cutting a lot of that, most of it out. So. I mean, I don't know. I, I just find it funny that no one's talking about a Boba Fett movie anymore. Not that The Mandalorian is out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and
1: I, I we've talked about on this show that this could end up being what the Boba Fett movie is supposed to be. Yeah. I think, at this point, it would just be
0: redundant as heck to yeah. do absolutely. a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, at this point, it would be pointless to do a Boba Fett movie. Because that would just be what this is. <laughs> that, that would be exactly what this is. So, I think that's that Id- whole idea is dead in the water. I don't think Boba Fett necessarily is dead in the water. I think he can and probably will show up in something um but the boba fett movie i think is just not gonna happen uh not anytime soon and by that i mean within the next decade or even two it's not gonna happen anytime soon because people are going to be comparing it to this and it's going to be hard to live up to this because so far it's been fantastic so i just don't think that that's gonna happen um but uh yeah i don't know what he means by that i mean between of the two options that you gave I would guess the latter because I don't even know how, I don't know how you cut uh, most I mean, yeah. of this stuff out. Mandalorian the you know? series is about 5 hours. So
1: okay. You'd be cutting well, that's assuming each that's assuming each episode is around the same. Right. Which it may be an assumption, but the first two have been 36, 37, 38 minutes or whatever. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. like 45. I, I have to check again. No, yeah. It's it's been bizarre. For me, it's been a surprise. We will probably talk about it a little later. But the episodes have been shorter, That's and very interesting. you know, if you know, so it, you know, if you do the math, and each episode is around the same, it'll be around five hours. So you'd have to cut three hours out of the out of the show. It's not impossible, but it's I mean, it's not ideal. Um, what's interesting though that at least between the first and the second episode, the stories are so linear. That it almost feels like they could have been told back to back. I don't know if that is by design because of the first week and you know they were both released in the same week and the first two episodes. But if each episode is like that, maybe they were made to be a movie. It would just be bizarre because each episode is directed by a different person, so yeah, they're gonna feel yeah. massively different if you cut it into a movie. I don't know, but um, I don't need. I don't want to see this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't need to um, see this really either way um we're I, getting I mean, a second season of the mandalorian so yeah. that's why i don't think we would get a separate movie yeah
0: but, I yeah i don't know i don't know why he's really bringing i not feel like he's just thinking money you know right another just another, complete money, another money another more billion dollar movies because disney's making so many of those nowadays but it's just like that's not you know you can't just tell this show was good I'm going to turn into a movie and make another billion dollars. And it's like, uh, I mean, but do we want this? You know? Do people want to see this? Like, the show is good. Now, from a... From a... If, like said,
1: money-making standpoint, if Lucasfilm has to determine, and Disney especially, if they want to determine, well, what Star Wars story can we tell in a movie that would make that people would go to see mandalorian now is really high up the list like they did a mandalorian movie like that would be ahead of some of the things that they're making now and like i think that movie would do better than solo did which i mean doesn't same much but like i think so too you know because of the hype and because of how good this show is if they made a spinoff movie like spinoff as in like you know the same character obviously not not like you know, spin off of some other character. But if they made a, a movie based off of the, the main guy or maybe even some other characters that have been introduced that we'll talk about later, people would absolutely go to see that. And I wouldn't be surprised if those are already in the works. Um maybe not a Mandalorian movie, but somebody some sort of spin off of certain characters. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. But um very well made but no oh, yeah. What happened? No, I like, that very well. May be the case. Yeah, you know, I, I think, but I, I think that's certainly something they're considering because it's the most, it, it's the, it's the Star Wars brand with the most equity right now. Everything else is very much hit or miss. Is very much divisive. <laughs> uh, I mean, Clone Wars obviously has a lot of equity, but that's also a Disney Plus property. But so a lot of people haven't seen that. But if you're talking about movie potential, it's it's got to be Mandalorian. You know, everything else is gonna come with some sort of strife. I mean, Obi Wan's the other thing, Obi Wan, and that's yeah, another plus series. But like, yeah, you know, right now these those are the two properties that are, you know, a a, a unanimous success. Versus, we'll see what happens with Ride of Skywalker, but the sequel trilogy has been divisive. So, I'm sure it's something they're considering, but uh Right now, the fact that they're doing a season two makes me think that
0: that wouldn't be for a long time. Um, yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. Um, but speaking of movies and speaking of Rise of Skywalker, we I did want to bring up these uh, rumors that have been um, uh, swirling around online uh, lately. Uh, now, the source of the rumor is is a YouTuber uh, or a YouTube channel. I don't know if it's one person necessarily. But well, it's a channel, uh, Star Wars Coffee. and they uh, they say, according to their sources, George Lucas was called in uh, to save the rise of Skywalker. So the story basically goes that there's a there are three cuts of the movie. There's a Kennedy Iger cut or Kennedy, no, not Kennedy Iger. There's a Kennedy Abrams cut. That's right. basically just the Disney Lucas home cut. Uh, and that they had test screenings for it, and they went horribly. It was terribly, terribly radio. It was a mess. Uh, uh, they Lucasfilm just went into complete, you know, uh, damage control meltdown mode. Uh, you know, and uh, so Iger came in and he, he told them to put things in the movie or make the movie a certain type of way. And there's a cut for that, and that that did somewhat better, but it still, you know, wasn't to the what the levels that they had expected. And the rumor claims that George Lucas. Was then brought in to do his cut, where he—I don't know if he necessarily shot the movie, but he, you know, he was, added some story he, to it. He added things to the movie uh, that he would have wanted to be in Episode Nine, and then the, that they had screenings for that, and it was wonderful. And that's the that is the cut that we're gonna see, I guess, or that's the the cut that is the best cut right now. Um, so that's the rumor going on. He says he has three sources. He claims he has three different sources that are telling him that this is what happened. Um, uh, so uh, first, Ken, I want to get your take. What is your reaction to these rumors? And do you think there's any validity to this whatsoever? And just what is your take on it? Yeah. So,
1: I, I mean... It- Let's so let's first assume that this is real. Okay. You know, let's let's go. Let's let's give these guys. Let's play ball with these guys a little bit. Let's say they have some great sources that no one else has. Um, obviously that would be a huge indictment on J. J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, and Bob Iger, and all of Disney. Um, how would this get out? How would this get out? Would he get a credit, George Lucas? Um. If he did get a credit, or if this did get out that this was what happened, that would be a PR nightmare for Disney. Uh, It would be a PR, uh, it would be a a smashing PR success for George Lucas in the Lucas versus Disney debate. Um, You know, and all the people you know that have, you know, and it it would also val, you know, he would kind of get a lot of his. Shine back, because obviously a lot of Star Wars fans who didn't like the prequels, you know, have their issues with George Lucas, and or, and also didn't like, you know, the 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 special edition releases have their grievances with George Lucas, and that would hopefully heal some of that. But um, eh, the problem with this rumor is that it just seems too one. It's too specific. Like they have. They, I mean, if you go more deeper, there are some spoilers in here, and I don't—I hesitate to even call them spoilers because I don't necessarily believe this. But right. you know, there's some wild, there's some wild insertions, assertions in here. You know, so the fact that I, I, it's hard for me to believe that these guys would have this much. And look, if this comes true, if the if what he's saying, what these guys are saying is legitimate, then. I will have to assume that these guys have these guys have real, real Lucasfilm sources. But, and we, I mean, there are things that we found out about Endgame that people had claimed were, you know, were going to happen months prior. But nobody was listening to them. People called them crazy, and then they end up happening. People go back and say, whoa, this guy had the whole scoop. Well, this could be one of those deals, but I, I just don't buy it. Um... I don't think. I think if this were happening, I think more people would know at this point. Uh, people are saying there hasn't been any test screenings. Uh, I think I, I want to say make Jason Ward make a star. Wars are saying that there hasn't been any test screenings for this movie yet. Um, so I don't know. I, it, it's tough for really me to give this thing validity, um, but the, it's, it's it's they. I mean, they're talking about reshoots and how twenty-five percent of the movie. It's been redone, and Kennedy's on the
0: way out, and I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot um, in there, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers as well, uh, so, so I don't. Uh, or potential spoilers. I put air quotes around that. Um, uh, well, I'll I'll also start by saying, if this is true, I think Kennedy is basically has one foot out the door. If this is re- if this is really what happened, Kennedy's on the way out. It's just yeah, like, regardless of what happens. Yeah, regardless of what happens, like the the clock is just ticking and just it's just a matter of time before she she gets replaced by somebody else. JJ J. Abrams, I don't know who, but somebody else will will be getting her job. If if this rumor is true, if it's really they're just having a meltdown and Lucasfilm is in crisis mode and the Rise of Skywalker was a complete mess and nobody liked their version, that's terrible. That reflects horribly I mean, this is the Star Wars movie. Episode nine is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, and this and and the production and the and and the test screenings are a mess. I mean, I don't know. That is that's just that's the, the worst the worst possible. That's the worst case scenario uh, of Star Wars. Period. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so but I don't think this is true. I don't think this is legit. I think this is. I agree with you. I think this is very very specific. Um. I think that uh, I don't think they would ever Bring George Lucas in To save their failing project I think Disney um, I, I think And for various reasons I think the way they sev- They they, uh, w- they severed ties with Lucas As is evident by Iger's uh, Book Was Not It was not a clean break It was messy <laughs> Yeah um, You know Iger's book And Lucas's comments You know Calling them white slavers And all that It was not a clean breakup You know so I don't think they're gonna be bringing him in to save their project. For any, they would for go to anything. someone else before they would go to George. Lucas. They'd go to Ryan Johnson. They'd go to they'd Ron go Howard. To Ron Howard. You know, they'd go to they uh, go to Lord and Miller. Lord and go Miller, Favaro, Filoni. They'd go to anybody else before they go to George Lucas. Because, like I said, it'd be a PR disaster. Yeah, that would be a complete a complete regardless of
1: the success of the movie. They may make money, but it would make.
0: Lucasfilm look completely incompetent. It that really they could would. make a good movie without Joey Lucas. Yeah, it really would. It would just be it would just be sad. So I they would never, ever do that. So I don't believe I honestly don't believe this for a second. But um uh, you know, uh he may maybe his sources are just exaggerating or mishearing things because we do have reports that Abrams met with Lucas to discuss the movie. Um uh, you know, which is different from them bringing him in to save the movie, and and look, <laughs> you're
1: bring him to save seems <laughs> extreme, but yeah, like they and these, these this this YouTube channel is making the assertion that not not that like the first one struggled and like Lucas they brought in Lucas you know to to you know make some minor changes to make it a, a like a solid movie like. They said that the first one was awful. Like like really like bottom tier bad movie. The, I just Joey J. Abrams and catherine Kenny know how to make movies. and there's uh, no way this movie is that bad. Yeah, there's no I'm not way like great. But yeah. or I'm not saying that it was great, even if there's been reshoots and stuff. But there's no way this is a fantastic four Yeah, I don't like even, this could be a suicide squad. Like like, they know on. how to make movies, but they're arguing that oh yeah, that was it was awful. Then that, then they brought in Iger and Iger, or Iger brought himself in and made it a passable movie, and then Lucas made it a great movie. That I just I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean I I agree with that as well. I mean J.J. J Abrams, Abrams have you done a terrible movie? I haven't seen anything by him that's been like terrible before. I haven't seen one thing <laughs> 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 that's just been you know like career ruining, right. you know, like just all time bad like there's no way there's no way they would create have a cut of episode 9 that's like that and i haven't seen anyone describe episode 8 as being like that even if they didn't like it even, even if they were right. like this was mostly people a bad understand movie. all right it's a solid movie has major flaws potentially you know, major flaws people i didn't like so i didn't like the movie i haven't seen anyone say this is just a complete embarrassment dumpster fire of a movie that just, they just threw together, and they don't know what to do. I haven't seen anybody say anything like that, because it's not that bad, you know? But, like, you know, the way you're describing episode nine, they're acting like it was just a complete terrible movie. The screenings, they just absolutely hate it, and it's just like, there's no way. Um, even just based on the previous, you know, the one, the acting performances, I'm sure, aren't going to be, like, horrendous, you know, the 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 effects that they use are going to be top notch as always there's some things that you can just count on that are going to carry the movie to a certain extent by itself to the point where the screenings aren't going to be like i give this a zero out of a hundred you know or anything like that so this is absolutely exaggerated um even just based on that alone uh but we do have reports like i was saying that 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 abrams met with lucas um, yeah, Abrams, I mean, he admitted to stuff. Yeah, he said it. Yeah. He said he did meet with Lucas, which, you know, I believe. I believe that. Abrams is a Lucas fanboy. He said that right. many times. You know, he ha- highly, highly respects uh, George Lucas and what he's done in his career and his his repertoire. You know, and he holds it to a very, very high standard. So I 1,000% believe that he met with George Lucas <laughs> to discuss episode 9. Uh, to the, And honestly, I think it makes a lot of sense, and it shows that he's a good filmmaker. Because why would you not talk with the creator of the franchise when you're finishing the franchise? Um, you know, there were so.
1: reports back in April, apparently, that he
0: met with George Lucas. Yeah. And that Lucas helped him with the script. So...
1: But how late in the process are we talking about Lucas came in to save the movie? You know what I mean? like I'm assuming that means that he came in like two three months ago and exactly <laughs> it changed it. four months ago, five, like April that means that like that was probably that was when the movie was shooting, you know like or that was I don't know when that was in the timeline, but it wasn't like that that's not I don't think that's when Lucas came in to save the movie right.
0: Yeah, so this is very, very uh, questionable. Uh, But you never know. I mean, that's why we talk about this stuff. You never know, you know, when the movie comes out, you know, we may be seeing, oh, yeah, this is definitely Lucas. Or maybe Lucas will get a credit somewhere, you know, or something. So, I mean, you just, you never know about this stuff. Um, uh, So, I mean, hey, we'll find out. We'll see what happens when the movie actually comes out. Uh, So one thing that also did come out, Is um, Jedi Fallen Order Uh, So Jedi Fallen Order uh, Officially Released It actually came out on uh, Well it came out on the 15th I believe Of November Uh, But I was able to get it the night before uh, Thanks to GameStop And uh, uh, you know Because I pre-ordered it Um, And this game is fantastic I love it I love this game It is so fun the combat you're just and uh you know just you know it's literally just hack and slash star wars at its best you know and it's not like and it's like legit like combat where you ha- that you have to think about it's not like you know you just you're just ha- you're just slashing a bunch of drones to pieces it's not like force unleashed level of like just slash you're just destroying everybody like with your force powers you know which which i mean that there's nothing wrong with that I'm not saying that's that's terrible or anything like that that's fun um but you know this is like you really have to and it's challenging i'm playing i'm playing it on the jedi master level um which is not the hardest level but it's the one right right underneath that but it's challenging <laughs> but like rewarding right, just like the Arkane Gate, you're not trying to you know be batman yeah i'm not trying to be a jedi where i can't even beat a regular stormtrooper you know they're like so difficult you know that's absolutely <laughs> not what i'm trying to do right now but it is challenging you know, it's challenging, but it is rewarding. It's challenging, but it's not so challenging in that you you just want to never want to play the game again. You know, it's challenging, but you it's challenging, but you know you can beat it. And I have every obstacle that I've come across in the game. I found a way to get around and found a way to, to 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 go to do it. But it just takes time, and you got to think about it. You can't just rush in and just you know. Which I mean, you can if you want to put it on an easy easy enough level, um, but. Man, this, and, uh, and you know, I'm gonna give a minor, minor spoiler warning. I'm not gonna go very much into the story, but I'm just gonna talk about briefly about some of the stuff that you're able to do in the game. Um, so I just want to let you know about that uh, uh, if you wanted to skip ahead at all. Uh, but I'm not gonna go into any story spoilers, which I didn't even play the game that much to go into that. Uh, but you know, I have been playing the game for a little while. I mean, you already you're able to slow people down using the force. Uh, you're able to um, you get a double. You get. You're able to use a double bladed lightsaber. Uh, fairly early on in the game, you, you're able to start. He, he is able to modify his lightsaber so it's double bladed. And I'm just like, and you can switch back and forth. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> I had yeah. no idea this was going to be in the game. It's so so fun. Uh, there's all these skins that you don't have to pay for. <laughs> it's not some paid. It's not some lottery loot box system. We have to pay and hope you get this thing that's going to be great and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm i loving the game so far. I'm also loving the story. You can tell you can tell that Lucasfilm, they sent their story group stands uh, to, uh, to EA and Respawn. And was like, this is a story we want to tell. Add these bits and pieces. There's Easter eggs all over this game from the start. To where I am now, at least, all kinds of Easter eggs and lore and stuff like that. Uh, again, you know, like I said, minor spoiler warning. Just, you know, I'm not gonna go too deep in the story. I'm on Dathomir right now. I didn't even know Dathomir was gonna be a place in the game. Oh wow! Fighting Night Sisters and Night Brothers, and all this. Stuff. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> this game is is heavy with lore and action. It's it's. I'm having. I'm just having a ball right now playing this game it's so fun uh and you know as, you, as you've seen in the trailers they start out with him on that place and they're taking apart all these clone wars era ships and it's not just republic ships they're taking apart these separatist cruisers the same ones you see in the movies and in the clone Wars show they're taking those joints apart uh it's like i'm just like yo this is just and and that's something the empire that's something absolutely something the empire would do so i love i love everything about this i love the story I, I think the story group is on point with what they're adding to the lore with this game. I like the characters so far. The characters that are helping Cal on the ship. Um I'm not going to go too deep into them because I don't I don't want to touch anything with them. I like what I see so far, but I don't want to spoil that for anybody. And uh but yeah, I'm just ugh, I'm loving. It. Uh kind have you have you seen any reviews or have you read up read up into, into anything regarding the game so far? Um like you said no spoilers obviously. Right. But yes
1: you know, I, I mean, I've seen quite a bit, um, seeing as how I do not have a Xbox One or PS4 where I'm at, you know, I probably wouldn't be playing this game for a, quite a while, uh, right. but what I've, what I've read, and you know, I don't know how far you've gotten, but there's, like you said, there is plenty of lore, you know, the story is, is no joke, I underestimated oh, yeah. how deep they're gonna go, but, oh, yeah. you know, like, I, you know, you kind of just assume, oh yeah, it's gonna be the standard, you know, you know, Order sixty six, Padawan, <laughs> right? Canaan, just, yeah. yeah, like just another Canaan. Yeah, you know. just another
0: Canaan story. <laughs> copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, but it
1: seems like this is made by like the story group made sure like they they knew what they were doing. You know, like this wasn't just some person making a video game and putting a Star Wars skin on it. Like this is a Star Wars game. So um that's 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 uh, I, again I can't speak for the gameplay, but the story looks uh looks incredible. I mean I'm I was reading some of the stuff like like it was a movie. So I mean yeah. it it's, it should be exciting, but um I'm glad to hear that the gameplay is also very strong because you know, it is of course at in its core it is root a video game. So you know the story can only take you but so far. But the if the game is also
0: plays fun then you know this looks like this could be a game changer. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you got some people already saying, "Oh, is EA turning it around?" You know, <laughs> <da-da>. <laughs> which I wouldn't go that far, but but this is it, this is successful on their part. You know, they let respawn do their thing, they let Lucasfilm do their thing without adding a bunch of loot boxes and microtransactions, and it's successful. At least, just the game itself. I mean, which you know, I think it's selling pretty well too. At least based on just what I've heard and and how you know the people what I've seen. You know, it seems like I, I went, I went to GameStop the last few days, uh, both today and yesterday. I was there, and uh, the people there were getting the Star Wars game. They were selling Star Wars game. Everyone there was getting the Star Wars game. So, you know, uh, and um, uh, I'm sure people there were getting Pokemon too. I think Pokemon also came out. Uh, But people there were getting, were getting the Star Wars game. So, um, you know, and I also do want to want to just briefly bring up dice and the whole situation with battlefront um now i hope this is a lesson to to ea because i'm not going to really blame the developers at dice because they were just making the game which and i think the game was well made personally i think battlefront 2 is a fun game i think it's very fun to play but it's just locking your characters behind paywalls even if eventually they made it so that it wasn't necessarily a paywall it just sours the experience completely (laughs) it made me not want to pick up the controller uh, you know, it just it was not a, a good experience. So hopefully they learn from this, you know, and hopefully whatever the next Battlefront game is, uh, is there. You know, if they make another one, there's no pay, hopefully there's no paywalls whatsoever, um, and they just make the game and just let people play the full game, you know, and give people a story. It's like I feel like just they underestimate the power of a good story, and that's that's what you're getting with this game. So I'm I'm very very pleased with what they've given us so far um now also before we get into the mandalorian review because we are going to review the, both of those episodes i did very briefly want to uh, give a review for delilah dawson's book black spire outpost um uh it's part of the galaxy's edge uh, star wars galaxy's edge black Pi black spire outpost um it's a very good book it is very very good book it's One hundred thousand percent a sequel to Phasma, Uh, so it's not just an ad for Galaxy's Edge, which which is very pleasant. Though there were moments uh, where it felt like, okay, I think someone at Lucasfilm told you to put this in there, (laughs) you know, um, someone at Disney Park, yeah, someone at Disney Parks was like, hey, please add this into the thing. Like I I, like I believe there's there's a part, and this isn't a spoiler spoiler at all, but there's a part towards the end of the book. I remember what the, what uh, happened. So there, th- these people were being attacked, and this one character is like, like, oh no! If I die now, I won't be able to eat this, whatever this uh, thing, this one of these Star Wars foods, and I won't be able to drink the blue milk from the cantina and da, da. They, just throwing all these random stuff and then someone's like you're thinking about food now and I'm like someone told you to write someone wrote you're that right. and told you put this in the story the, the chef at Galaxy's Edge the head chef <laughs> 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 alright
1: this is what we serve at Galaxy's Edge so you gotta find a way to put it in the book
0: I was like what so I I, that, I was listening to that I'm just like you gotta be kidding me but you know that aside there isn't too much of that in the book for the most part it's all just story And um, and uh, it is uh, it's it's strong, you know. I think it's strong. It picks up right where Phasma leaves off, Um, you know, with Cardinal, who was a stormtrooper with the red armor, uh, with his story, and um, with the with the the main character of the Phasma book besides Phasma, the 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 uh, resistance agent um, that. You know, was who was uh, you know telling Phasma's backstory in Phasma. She is the main character of the book, uh, and it is it is a it's a strong uh, story on at, on Batuu at Black Spire Outpost. It's a fun adventure with good imperial what good uh, imperial they're basically imperial good uh, First Order characters included. Uh, good, uh, it has a good tie in with the Resistance and Leia and. And uh, the characters were good. The story was very solid. I'm I'm impressed. I feel like this is a story that I could have very, that I could have very easily been like, none of the main characters are in this. Why do I care? But it was it was solid, and it held my interest. So I think Delilah Dawson's definitely proving that she's absolutely a talent that Lucasfilm Publishing uh, should not waste. I think they should start giving her some more more some heavy hitters. You know, in terms of characters to work with, you know, give her a Finn, give her a Poe, give her uh, give her a Hux. You know, Uh, they gave her Phasma, which she did a good job with that, even though Phasma isn't in the movies very much. But she did a great job with that, and she did a good job here. So I think you know they should give her some more, some more, uh, some heavy hitters to work with. And uh, I'm also reading, uh, getting through Justina Ireland's book Spark of the Resistance. That one's much shorter, so I'm almost done with it. It's very solid. It's shorter, you can tell it's for a younger audience with some of the things that are said. I mean, there's a line where uh you know, they recognize uh, Poe and the first order officer is like, "How did you know it was Poe Dameron?" And the trooper is like, "Who else has that hair?" I'm like, "What?" Oh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, "Oh god, this was written for like 12-year-olds or like, you know, 14-year-olds or whatever." Though like it there, though like even though you can tell with what, what Parts like that being in the book, it's still solid. You know, the story is still right. good. The officers are still good. You know, there's there's some parts like that where I'm like, uh, okay, you know. But it's it's very good. It's it's I have to say it's very good so far. I'm very much enjoying it. it is I think it's helped by the fact that there's so many canon characters. The main characters in the book are Ray, uh, Rose, and Poe. They're going on an adventure with BB-8. You know, so I'm never like never zoned out and never like why do I care about this so I mean it's legit and it's all canon it's a canon adventure that happens after The Last Jedi so it's good it's very good very solid I think she's writing the characters well I think she's characterizing them well so I'm I'm enjoying it I'm uh, probably not going to do a full review on it because it's just not very long um, but it's it's a good book it, you know it's a shorter it's short adventure I don't it doesn't strike me as something too uh, you know too uh, necessary in terms of understanding canon and what's going on but it's a good story I think it's a good side story and you get to see Ray, Rose and Poe interact with one another that's an interesting group so so now if they're in the movie and they're talking with each other like they know each other it makes more sense because they went on an adventure together so they all you know so they do know each other They, they so that, that kind of makes more sense um, so now I want us to get into our Mandalorian review, Mendel I'm gonna throw it to you first. We have two episodes. The first one, um, uh, and the first uh, the first one directed by Dave Filoni. Um, I don't. I had the name of the director of the second one. I don't have him with Rick family Yes, director uh, of oh. Yes, which um, uh, that was also a very good episode. Uh, but Kenna, what did you think of the first two episodes of the Ma- of the Mandalorian?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Mandalorian obviously a lot of hype. We talked about it earlier, but um, you weren't. I wasn't sure what to expect going into it. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, for and for so I didn't. I can't say I had you know any expectations, but. terms of the hype that people were saying, people coming into it saying, oh, this is the best live action Star Wars ever made. Uh, Better than any of the movies. This is crazy. Like, I won't go that far yet because I haven't seen the whole thing. And, you know, it's still early, but it has that potential. Um, I don't know what, like, I think I underestimated how much Disney is putting into this and how, like they're not going to do something that is, I don't want to say lame, but they're not going to do something that is, like, uh, simple. Like, they're, 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 they're going to take risks and they're going to take chances with this show um, because they know they have a lot of eyeballs. Like, this isn't just an episode of Star Wars Resistance where they're not going to introduce anything relevant because they know there isn't be lot people watching this. So, like, what's right. the point? You know, they know they're going to have millions of people watching this show. So they have to really make waves. They want to keep eyeballs. And they certainly did that in these first two episodes, especially in the first one. Um, You know, my biggest... uh, My my biggest, um, I guess, praise of the show, I think, is... It really, really... More than even the sequel trilogy movies... It feels like Star Wars, man. Like it feels like the original trilogy, in terms of like the setting, the the way they've the way they sequence the 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 episodes and the um you know the characters that they've included in there and uh, even like the transitions and just everything feels the only thing the only thing they're missing I feel like is a crawl, which I think I I would have included a, I would have included a crawl. I don't know if I would have included a crawl for every episode, but maybe the first one. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I thought this was awesome, and obviously with episode one, you had the Baby Yoda review, which people are obviously losing their minds about. Um, I
0: see. I dude, were you spoiled by Baby Yoda? Uh, like- no. I was one of the, probably one of the first people to even watch the joint because I woke up. Right. Just, so, as early as I possibly could and watched the episode. Uh, I went through several different channels to because it wasn't working at first.
1: Right, right, I found right. out
0: it was working on my Apple TV, so I watched it there. And um, uh, yeah, so I didn't get spoiled. So I, I didn't I didn't get
1: spoiled about when it came out, but I had read the descriptions, very very brief descriptions, like they're only a sentence of each episode, not each, not every episode, but. It was uh, The first three episodes had been released, and it was something, the first one was something to the point of, like, you know, uh, the Mandalorian finds, you know, or our, our bounty hunter finds, you know, his target, or something like that, uh, and then the second one's like, you know, or, you know, he refuses to give up the target, or something like that, and people were kind of like, you know, if you read between the lines, you kind of assumed, like, oh, his target's probably a kid you know, the the target's probably a kid and he probably doesn't want to give it up, you know, because he's, mm. you know, it's a moral compass thing. So I, you know, I wasn't, I, like, by the end, I kind of saw where it was going and I was like, oh yeah, yeah I guess this is, I guess this is that those theories were correct, but I, I mean, I knew nothing about it being the same species as Yoda. That was, that, I, after that, I lost my mind. I was like, and the the, the score is incredible. Oh yeah. You know, Ludwig Dor is doing an excellent job. Um you know, like the the, the the cinematography, the even the end credits
0: with the pictures, I mean the drawings, I mean
1: they do they, they do a great job with this show, Shmor.
0: Yeah, they're doing a fantastic job. I agree. I uh agree uh wholeheartedly. Um I mean I was just looking up some of the reviews. Uh I mean on uh IMDb, it's at a 9.1 um, on Metacritic uh, it is at an 8.5 I'm just going to on user scores so just what people are saying and on Rotten Tomatoes I believe it's at like 93 percent so I don't follow Rotten tomatoes as much with regards to TV but yeah
1: yeah uh, not as consistent
0: yeah but the other two I mean people review TV shows on on those these uh uh, channels all the time, especially IMDb. I think IMDb has like ninety thousand, I think, um, uh, votes or reviews or whatever on it, and it has it's at like a nine point one. So people are loving the show, um, and as am I. I very much enjoyed uh, the first two episodes. I'd say I like the first one a little more than the second one, um, but I thought they were both very strong. I thought the uh, I think the effects are incredible you know the action is uh, is incredible <laughs> um I mean how he's able to move in the armor everything about it it doesn't look you know clunky you know it doesn't look like uh, doesn't look like he's having trouble in it you right. know like it's 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 fluid movement the action is smooth it's very very good. It's very well made. The tone of the show, the shots, the, like you were saying, the cinematography. Some of the shots, I'm like, oh, this is a gorgeous shot, you know. So it is. I'm I'm beyond impressed. You can tell the pa- you tell there's so much passion behind it too, too. You can just you can see it shine through the screen. The passion. They, they tried very hard. With the, yeah, the passion just for Star Wars and for getting a specific feel for the show. You because know, I, I was listening very intently when when Favreau and Filoni were describing what they were going for in uh, at um, uh, uh, at the uh, Star Wars celebration sure. they were describing um, during their panel uh, the feel they were going for, what their influences were, what they wanted to invoke through the show. And I, could, I could clearly see it. It's ve- they tried very hard, and they did a very good job. Also, hats off to Filoni. I thought this first episode was fantastic. I so thought he did a very good job. I thought he yeah. did a great job.
1: The guy uh, had never done
0: live action before? Yeah, exactly. You know, I thought he did a wonderful job. I hope he gets to do more live action stuff. Um, uh, and, I, and I did uh, like the twist about the baby Yoda, or baby, you know, that is of Yoda species. Yeah. You know? Um, like we'll that, just call him Baby Yoda for now. Yeah, call him Baby Yoda. I mean, that's what <laughs> that's what the internet is calling him now.
1: Yeah, that, that's been the consistent, you know, yeah. the agreed-upon name at this point. Yeah,
0: people are just what calling do we, him Baby what Yoda. What do we think is the deal with Baby Yoda? Yeah, uh, I have mean, theory? I mean, it seems like the Empire has a bounty out on him because he's a Force-sensitive. I'm guessing they're just hunting down all the Force-sensitives. So you don't not. think it's specific
1: to, the, to his age? You think it's... Or not his age, but you don't think it's specific to his species.
0: You think that this is about him being just a Force user or Force sensitive? I believe so, yeah. I know that's something the Empire was doing at that time. I mean, there's several uh, things about them hunting down uh, trying to get access to all the Force children. It was it, That was gone over in Rebels. That was gone over in uh, the Star Wars comics. Um... Where you know where where uh, they were going after Jocasta knew who was a librarian. She knew where all the four sensitive children were. She knew how to get to the archive or whatever that had all the four sensitive children. Right, right. So there's a there's a lot of stuff out there with them hunting down all the four sensitive children. Um, uh, so you know I I think that this is also uh, tying into that story. Uh, just based on just based on what I've seen, it could be something else. You know, I could be wrong, but that just based on, you know, what I've seen in the Star Wars story, that seems to be a trend that's going on right now, where it's like the Empire during this time was hunting for sensitive children. Do you and do you think there is a story behind Baby Yoda
1: that is more significant, or do you think that he's more so just being included for fan service? For lack of a better
0: term. I mean I guess I would say fan service. I mean I don't I'm sure I mean everybody's got a story. Yeah, everyone's got a story. You know, I don't know if they're going to show his parents and or what happened and why he was just alone in that that place with no one but a bunch of bounty hunters or something taking care of him or, or guarding him or something. I don't know I don't know what was going on. I don't know why they had the baby there. Um uh, a bunch of mercenaries or something. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. I mean, I feel like they they kind of have to tell the story of what happened, but um, you know, I think the gist of it is this baby can use the force. He's worth a lot, you know, and and so you know whether it be whether it be the Empire or a bunch of mercenary random mercenaries or whoever, I think people are just trying to trying to uh, you know trying to use him for that ability. I wonder if there is going to be a connection.
1: Between Baby Yoda and the movies, in some aspect, I, I don't. Just given the timeline, I mean, this is what fifteen years or so before Force Awakens. Isn't
0: it like tw- isn't it like twenty years? For twenty
1: years before the Force Awakens. Twenty years, I believe. Yeah. Um. You know, I. I think it's possible i'm not saying he's gonna show up but um i think it's possible that this story could be connected to that one uh or the the sequel trilogy in general uh and it's not the sequel trilogy maybe it's whatever they do after the sequel trilogy is it's it would be strange to introduce his character now and then have him like be such a big thing but the mandalorian like i said is being taken very seriously and i think i've underestimated that so i it wouldn't shock me if they they introduce some movie concepts or even a movie character in the mandalorian um but if he's i mean if he's 50 years if he's 50 years old now um i don't know i don't know how the yoda
0: species age ages yeah it's, I, it's yeah it's kind of confusing to me a little bit cuz he's 50 now i mean isn't yoda 900 Right. So Yoda's about yeah. 900. So that's like. So according to like human years, he would be. That is a, what. Uh, so he would be uh, 50. So what do you be like? Say you're your old adult. Say Yoda 900 is like 90.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so he would be like, what, like five or, or six? But he's like a baby. So, I mean, I don't know. The, 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 I guess
1: the, the idea is that, you know, species can age they can they're, they're the aging process can accelerate yeah, yeah like But a dog for example yeah you know is when it's when it's a month old and then versus like you know a year when it's something. two years old yeah then yeah. it's like it's fully grown or whatever like, yeah. like that's the idea
0: yeah i feel you yeah that's true uh but yeah man i i'm very much enjoying the show I'm having a ball. I'm loving it. Favaro is doing a fantastic job. Um, I it has me looking forward to some of these other shows even more, like like uh, what should we call, it? like uh, the Cassian, the K Two S O and the and Cassian Andor show.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know about that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, maybe I'm underestimating. them. just I underestimated the Mandalorian when they announced it. I was like, look. I don't know what to make of this. Look, I mean Favreau. I mean you got Favreau. I
0: mean that's good. Well, I
1: mean, when they when they said they were Favreau was doing a show, I was excited. Then they said the Mandalorian. I'm like, I don't know. But they have taken this very, very seriously, and I I don't know. You know, I've also seen some some people speculate that Baby Yoda could be uh, a creation of Palpatine. You know, some sort of clone. Boy, that'd, oh. that'd be very dark. I mean, he's. He, I mean, again, he's 50 years old. How far back are we going to? You know, the Phantom Menace and before that. You know, Dark City's been around for a long time.
0: Now, obviously, Yoda has as well. What use would he even have for that thing? I mean, I mean, with how slow the those the how slow Yoda species ages. I mean, probably like, didn't know he was gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, but like just the human lifespan. I mean, unless he was gonna find a way to like extend his lifespan. I mean we see now what what whatchamacallit? Rise of Skywalker. Well yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. Still around. You, a good point. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's a very good point. So hey, yeah, you never know. Uh you never never know. Uh but alright, I think that's gonna do it. Uh well actually, well before we do that, I want kind I want to get a rating from you. Uh what what is your rating for the first episode and then the second episode of the mandalorian
1: first episode i give a nine
0: out of ten um second one i'll give an 8.5 all right uh first episode i'm gonna give a nine out of ten as well and the second episode i'm gonna give uh um i guess an 8.8 8.7 i like the seven episode a lot I think they definitely. Yeah, same episode in reason. some respects was better,
1: but it didn't have the OMG moment at the end that the yeah, first one did. That's
0: true. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. but yeah, man, this this show is is hitting on all cylinders, and I can't wait to meet more of the characters. Gina Carano's character. I'm hoping IG Eleven comes back somehow. You know, I'm hoping. I just want to see more. Uh, I'm John Cross, Benito's character. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm pumped for this show. Uh but yeah, that'll do it for this episode of the Imperial Broadcast. Uh we will be reviewing the Mandalorian uh week to week from now going forward cuz Resistance is just not keeping my attention. Um <laughs> you know, it's, it, and I don't want to waste you guys' this time with with and and look, I don't want to when Kyler th- Ren calls up, we'll talk about it. Yeah. When Kylo Ren shows up, we'll talk about it. And look, I don't want to dump uh throw all the shade at the at the creators of Resistance. Look, they're making the show for kids. It's I don't think it's their fault. fault. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not their fault. It's a mandate from Disney from Disney yeah, Channel. Yeah, mandate from Disney from Kennedy, the ban on high, Filoni, whoever, you know, is telling them, look, make this show for kids and that's what they're doing. And they're doing it well. The animation's fantastic. Uh the the cast I think is very good. They do a good job. You know, uh, they should be proud of, you know, Christopher Sean and all the rest of the cast members doing a wonderful job. Um, uh, But it's just right now, the show, what they're doing right now with the show is not for me. Uh, It's not something that I want to review week to week Uh, for the type of show that we do. I don't think it makes any sense. I think it kind of is a waste of time, to be completely honest, for us (laughs) and for our listeners. So we won't be reviewing it on this show. sounds Um, like the next episode may have some sort of another... Sith uh, uh, we call it Holocron I guess uh, hey maybe maybe we'll talk like I said we're not <laughs> gonna never talking. talk about the show but it, whenever they bring something up that's relevant that is interesting that is very canon heavy that people should know about we will we are gonna try to talk about it. Hey, some guy <laughs> so
1: there's a picture of the next episode okay. uh, and you know it, it was those you know Cavs with like a Sith Holocron he's about to touch it or whatever Wow. It's on Twitter, and the first comment some guy said, "Let me guess, Cavs puts the Sith holocron on the altar. A scary voice starts speaking, and then he flails his arms around and screams
0: in terror <laughs> like an idiot for five minutes. Look, that encapsulates my experience in watching Star Wars Resistance. And look, it's the it's what he does in the show all the time, and that's how they write him. You know, it's not something I want I want to see." Every, uh, you know, week. It's just not. You know, it's not to say it's terrible. I don't know how kids feel about it. I'm sure they like it. I'm sure they're engaged. But I'm not engaged watching Cass freak out and, you know, like you say, fail his arms around and go, ah, you know, about anything. You know, that's not what I want to see. Ezra didn't do that. Filoni took Star Wars Rebels more seriously than that. You know, (laughs) he took uh, uh, Clone Wars much more seriously than that. So I wish they would have brought back that same level of, of maturity to resistance but you know it's just not what they want to do and you know that's the audience they want to please and that's perfectly fine um so yeah going forward we'll be talking about the mandalorian week to week so you we can look forward to that i will be talking about the books as well um probably won't talk about spark of the resistance but i'm also going to get uh resistance reborn um uh by rebecca uh roan is it Roan Horse? I don't want to Roan House or Roan Horse. I I forget the last name, but uh, uh, that book is getting good reviews from everything I've seen. Uh, and I, when I was at the um, at the Rise of Skywalker panel at Comic New York Comic Con, Mark Thompson said it was fantastic. He's like, you guys are really gonna love it. Um, so it seems he's right. A lot of people are giving it high praise. So I'm looking forward to that one because that's another right journey to the Rise of Skywalker. So I'm gonna try to finish that before the movie comes out. And I also want to get into Kevin uh, Shinnick's book. Uh, Force Collector. That one sounds also very fascinating. That comes out shortly. It may be out by the time you're listening to this. So I want to check that out as well. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's coming out that I'll be talking about. And I'm going to try to finish Fallen Order. Whenever I finish that, I'm going to talk about that as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for this show. I'm your host Shamari, joined by Kendall of course, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.
1: I'm we'll be with you.